You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest speaker with us. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truth from His Word today. Well, it's so good to be here tonight, be back at Fellowship Baptist Church. It's always a joy to come here. One of the most mission-minded churches that I know and uh, we're just delighted always you know when you travel you can sense where the presence of god is and i truly know that the presence of god is here at fellowship baptist church i'm so thankful thank you pastor white you and your family for your faithful faithful years of christian service i remember i'm getting older so i remember when the kids were younger now they're getting older and i'm getting more mature amen and uh, we don't get older we just get a little bit more mature and uh, that's what's happening and i just want to say thank you for your faithful faithful support to our ministry and uh, we thank god for you want to thank you church family for your faithful faithful giving allowing the pierces to be able to do the work of course you know we are the pierces we're serving our military around the globe Uh, we actually serve as the deputation director for armed forces baptist missions our sending church is Central Valley Baptist Church in Manteca, California, and we're currently serving at Northside Baptist Church right outside about five, about 10 minutes from the main gate uh, there at Fort Hood, Texas. And uh, one of the things I'd just like to share with you, the AFBM, what I'm going to do is break it down into what the agency is doing, then I'm going to break it down to what the Pierces have been doing also along with what we do, do with AFBM. Of course, our vision and mission is AFBM glorifies God by planning and growing local churches and church-based ministries to reach and disciple our armed forces and their families through gospel proclamation and Bible-based preaching and teaching. You say, Brother Pierce, what are the, one of the things that you enjoy seeing is our main focus is, number one, is church planning. We desire to plant independent Baptist churches outside of military installations. God's been gracious to us in that area. We've been planting churches since about 1964, serving missionaries and their sending churches and uh, seeing churches planted. We have seen over 120 churches uh, planted. Uh, We also believe in local church servicemen centers, of course, which is an ideal means where we provide a a place for them to come unwind, a place to relax, maybe get a little bit of a, a bite to eat, but mostly get spiritual food and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then our goal also, third goal, is assisting local churches in reaching active duty veterans and their families uh, in their community. And so we thank God for uh, that privilege and that work there. Uh, We're thankful God continues to allow us to see some wonderful things. In 2019, uh, we were able to travel to 10 many conferences helping those with PTSD that been a big part of what we've done in uh, many years too is helping those who struggle with PTSD we were involved in three camps uh, helping in those working uh, with PTSD we were able to be in three colleges uh, recruiting and then God allowed us to uh, uh, I was able to assist three churches in starting military ministry Uh, we were involved with uh, several uh, meetings promoting military missions Uh, each year it seems like God has been giving us two families coming aboard and we've been able to see at least uh, two uh, go to the field and then in 2020 we were able to do hey you know God knew COVID before COVID knew itself amen 
and God just gave us other means of outreach. Uh, we were able to do 10 uh, virtual meetings. Uh, we had one camp to help those with PTSD. Uh, God allowed uh, one more family to come with AFBM. Uh, we sent another family uh, down to uh, Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, uh, where they're ministering at Maranatha Baptist Church. So God allowed us to do that. Now, just a little bit of what the piercers are doing. If you remember, uh, we were out, we came over from Germany after 13 years planning and rebuilding churches. God brought us back 2011. Uh, the, the VA determined that I was kind of beat up and wouldn't be able to go back uh, because of physical problems. And so God uh, took our family out west where we became the deputation director. So, of course, in that time frame, we were able to be in out California, was able to get in several colleges out there, several churches, kind of took Armed Forces Baptist missions on the west coast. Then I was uh, preaching out at Fort Hood uh, right in uh, the beginning of, uh, see, what was it, 2015, and God began to move on our heart. Here we got one of the largest free bases in the world. Why not have us working out of Fort Hood? And so God placed us there. Uh, I came back uh, from Korea and moved my family there in 2016, and we've been there ever since. Just to kind of uh, give you some numbers on Fort Hood, I think would be helpful. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Fort Hood has over 36,329 troops there today. Uh, it has 409,416 retirees, survivors, and family members and a 9,479 uh, um, uh, civilians that are working on posts, working for the government. And so we're thankful that uh, God has uh, put us there in the church there. Uh, of course, I do a lot of the recruiting with AFBM. We're in several Bible conferences, several colleges, uh, because we do believe missionaries are sent out of churches, so we do a lot of visiting the local churches, and then we do a lot of training. We are involved with helping them uh, with uh, training on raising uh, support, working with them about deputation, then working with them about as they get to the field and starting churches and things of that nature. And then we like to assist them once they get to their area to be able to uh, provide boots on the ground and assist them in that area. But God has allowed our family to be settled into uh, great ministry there, and uh, which we're thankful. Of course, you know, for several years, Karen and Jenny traveled with me and, uh, you know, uh, Jenny's been around the world, I mean that, and, uh, and her faithfulness to the Lord never complained, neither is Karen, but in 2019, we were coming in and out from these trips, and I noticed that the teenagers were up front singing quite a bit, and there's, there was little Jenny trying to make friends and just being by herself, and it concerned me as a dad, and uh, so I began to talk to our sending pastor and explaining that to him, and I've uh, been talking to our pastor that we're working with there, and, and he just felt like it would be a good time for Jenny to be able to go into the academy. And so we enrolled Jenny at Northside uh, Academy. And so what that's done, that's allowed Karen and Jenny to be involved in the church there. Of course, uh, Karen's involved in choir. She teaches the, the great age of three and four-year-olds, amen. So these military children, and you know military families have a lot of children, amen. And so she teaches that three and four year old class. Uh, one of the couples were gone today, so she got the treat today of not only teaching Sunday school, but she got the junior church end of it, amen? And so I'm sure she's gonna be pretty tired after tonight. 
and service, but she's working that uh, three and four year old. She's involved in visitation and soul winning. And one of her great ministry that she's involved in is assisting our spouses, those who are deployed. And so she's been a great help to the ladies. You know, uh, when, when, when their husbands are gone, it's nice to be able to have someone maybe to watch the kids, maybe to uh, take them, go shopping and help them and things of that nature. And so we try to be a great part in, in that. In 2019, Karen started feeding our singles of the churches on Sunday afternoon. God allowed that ministry to get up to about 15 to 20 before uh, uh, COVID came along. And, and, and so we're thankful for that, uh, uh, how God worked there. Of course, uh, Jenny, she's involved in the church choir, uh, the teen choir. Uh, she uh, she was so excited. Uh, she just got involved with the teen ensemble now, and so she's really excited about that. She's actually learning piano. She works in the nursery, and she just has a heart reaching out to other teens of military families. And uh, I love her heart. I love what God's doing with her. I just want to give her every opportunity to succeed in the Lord's work. And one of the things that you know, she really did something spiritual the other week. She was going to Six Flags, amen? And that's like going to Cedar Point here, amen? And so she decided we have a family of about seven. Uh, or there's nine of them all together. And she realizes that not each child may get to do things that they would like. And, and she said, Daddy, she said, you know what? Today's bring a friend for free. And she said, I'm going to ask a certain family if I could bring their one of their daughters to be my guest today to go to Six Flags. And you know, what a blessing to see that, how she's connecting with these young people and doing a wonderful job. One of the things that the Lord gave me a great opportunity uh, was in 2019, there was a whole brigade of uh, soldiers uh, that they did not have a chaplain. So you're looking at probably about two to 3,000 soldiers and they asked me would I come and be their chaplain for a Christmas party. So I had the opportunity to share the gospel, had a wonderful opportunity to give out Bibles and things of that nature, and just be able to just let them know uh, what was God doing and how he can work in their lives. And so uh, God really opened that up. And then one of the things in uh, the highlight, even in the midst of COVID this past November, we had our Veterans Day dinner on Wednesday. I don't know, Pastor, if you know Harold Clayton, one of the Claytons, uh, one of the evangelists came out. He was the main speaker. But we had over 200 out for our Veterans Day dinner, honoring our veterans. Uh, many families, uh, some of the family members just came back. We were able to honor them. Uh, we were able to uh, see um, uh, four saved during that time, so it was pretty amazing. And uh, so we're looking forward to doing that. And then just recently, uh, you know, we have missionaries everywhere. Uh, so uh, and we were able to go to Fort Dix, Lakenhurst. We have a missionary there that has a nice servicemen center, but he also pastors the Freedom Baptist Church. And, you know, he was just going through a hard time in COVID. You say, Brother Pierce, what did you do? What am I supposed to Jump on a plane, go see our missionary, spend time with him, charge him up, go soul winning. And, uh, you know, he encouraged me, his heart for God. Uh, we were able to see four souls saved during that time, able to see some folks come through the servicemen center. So God bless that. And then just recently, this is probably going to be on our upcoming prayer letter. Uh, we at Northside, every, for the last 
last year, I don't think it happened um, in 2020, but in 2019 happened. What we did, we rented a park out uh, over in Belton, and we called it Belton Bible Day. So we distributed 5,000, saying that we would have a revival in that park. And God brought uh, this year, in 2020, we did over 5,000 flyers throughout the community, through social media and all through avenues. And we rented that park out, and it's just amazing how God filled that park out with people that are seeking truth, you know, and, and want to hear uh, truth. We had Christ-honoring music and uh, biblical preaching, and we saw folks saved during that time. And so Karen and I were able to uh, be involved in that. And uh, so you just pray. We've got three families on deputation. We got one family going to Guam. Uh, and then the Marines are kind of moving out of Okinawa, kind of moving into Guam. Yeah, Brother Corson, did you hear him before service? He was singing that Navy song, Ship Ahoy, amen. <laughs> he was singing that Navy song. I heard him up here. He knows he likes the Navy, praise God. And uh, I, I do like Marines, amen. And uh, yeah, how many Marines we got in here? Praise God. How many Army guys we got? How many Navy guys we got? All right, look at that. Air Force? Yeah, I love the Air I'm a big A-10 fan, brother. Thank God for A-10s. Air Force, Coast Guard? Any Coast Guard? Hey, let's give these heroes a round of applause. And so God just, God just blessed Belton Bible Days in a tremendous way. And I want to say uh, that none of that could uh, be possible and what the Lord has allowed us to do, uh, except to be for uh, good churches like this. And so so I, I didn't give you that one. Uh, Brother Brown is our general director. We just transitioned. That's why we're getting our new video and things, all that in order again, trying to get all that situated. Uh, then we've got uh, uh, um, Bruce and Bruce and Monette are in, going to go to Guam. Worked there with all the Marines, brother. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a Marine. He's all excited. I love Bruce. Bruce got a sweet family. And then, of course, the McCains are going to be here in September. Uh, they're at about 86 cents, 86% support. And uh, the, he's already got a ministry that's voted at him. And we've been using filling people there. And, and they're looking, they need their pastor to get over there. Uh, the filling man's needing to come back and Thank the Lord, the McCains are at about 86%, and uh, they're looking to go to Lake and Heath by the end of the year, so if you'll pray for them. And uh, I'm looking forward to going and get some fish and chips, amen. You all know, Brother Pierce, I'm a foodie, so where these guys go, I, I like to go too, amen. And uh, so we want to be able to go back over Europe and spend a little bit of time there. And uh, if you have any more questions, please feel free to ask me. I just want to say it's a privilege to love our nation's heroes. And uh, you just continue to pray for us, continue to pray for our ministries out at Northside. When I'm not on the road, we're there involved. Uh, the other week I had a chance to fill in one of the classes, and, and I, I, really, I really am thankful. And uh, I'm, I'm humbled when I say this. We took our family there to get involved and be a part of this. But a, but a couple months uh, last year, uh, we had a, a trustee that, uh, that was his time up, and so... The pastors and the deacons got together, and uh, the pastor and, and the, the deacons recommended me become one of the trustees of the church. And so I'm really honored that the church puts their trust 
and our family for ministry, and that means the world. But I'm thankful that you put your trust in us as missionaries being there right outside of Fort Hood, Texas. And if you ever want to come to Fort Hood, come visit us. Uh, so, so Fort Hood, we have this big old, uh, we have this nice museum there. They still have the Calvary horses. But now, ladies, you're going to get excited on this one. You ever watch that show, Fixer Upper? Yeah. They're about an hour from us. Amen. So, husband, if you bring your wife, you better have some money. Amen. Because it's a little bit expensive down at the Magnolia. So we normally get guests. We, we take them on post. Now, if you bring guns, they belong to me, okay? So you get to leave your guns with me, then I get to keep them. Amen. Ain't that fair, guys? No takers? Okay, just check it. But, uh, but uh, you have to leave them with me. We can go on post. But the ladies can, we, they'll enjoy Magnolia, and uh, it's just a great place. So if you're there, we'd be honored to host you, and uh, my family and I would be, it would be a privilege to host you, uh, and we'd be honored. So if, if you've got any questions, uh, please feel free to see me. And once again, Pastor, thank you for your kindness, and I do love Fellowship Baptist Church, and your prayers, the cards, the updates. I, I love talking with Brother Courser and being able to correspond and you know he's a man that's got a heart for god this whole church does and it's amazing and um, it's it's amazing to see how god's using your children and many of the teens uh, i think of the school last time i hear that other side wasn't here and so god's just blessed this church in so many ways i remember when you guys were back at the school how many remember when you were back at the school i'm that's <laughs> yeah, like oh god give us a building and i remember we came at the school and what god was doing there and and i remember pastor when talking on the phone with pastor and the many trips that god allowed pastor and his family and many of you to go over to the philippines and the fruit and the things of that nature of what god did and uh, i'm very thankful uh, i think of monette she's filipino and uh, she cooks me good lumpa amen and uh, I, I love that family and how God, maybe that's why the Lord is putting them in Guam to just be a real outreach there. And so if you remember Bruce and Monette and, and, and their family. Let's go ahead and turn our Bibles, if you will, to Nehemiah chapter number six. Nehemiah chapter number six. And Pastor White, I did meet the guy, uh, Pastor White Jr., amen. <laughs> uh, you know, in military, we have code names, amen. Uh, military we have code names so we'll have pastor white one and pastor white two amen and uh, we have code names and but i met the gentleman i was staying down at worldwide and he was getting some information from another agency and the gentleman that runs core and his vision was a real blessing to while we were down there at worldwide new testament uh, baptist mission so i'm sure that he'll be a real blessing to you tomorrow and uh, we had a great time he's he has a vision and uh, that'd be great and uh, going to Egypt and India and watching God use you there. And uh, praise the Lord for that. Nehemiah chapter number 6. Nehemiah chapter number 6. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshen, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies... Notice the enemies. And here's what they heard. They heard that I had builded the wall 
and that there was no breach left therein. And notice, though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gate, so everything was almost complete, but the gates wasn't finished. So he still had some work that had to be finished. Folks, let me just kind of insert this. We still have some work that's not been finished left, amen? We still have some work to get done for God. Notice that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in, in, in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. I'm glad he said no to Ono, amen? He said no to Ono there. But notice, and he said, And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sword, and I answered them after the same man the manner. Now, as you can see in this portion of scripture in the book of Nehemiah, we find the Jews returning to Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity. Let me say this. One thing, if you study the captivity, God has always had a remnant. Amen. And you know, folks, no matter the struggles, the trials we're going through, God has a remnant to still do his work. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And then, of course, remember, the walls of Jerusalem was destroyed and also the temple. But 14 years earlier, Ezra went and rebuilt the temple. And here we see Nehemiah was called to rebuild the walls. He had everything completed and he was still working getting ready to get the gates up but in chapter 6 we see here how this group was uh, transpiring to get Nehemiah to come off the wall and stop uh, preparing to put the gates up you know you know the the devil has a goal in our lives the devil has a goal for every child of God. You know, he's not going to get you concerning salvation. You're saved by his grace. Amen. You're saved by his mercy eternally. But here's one of the goals that he likes to do. He'd like you to quit building your life for God. He'd like to get you to uh, uh, quit doing the things that God wants you to do. Let me ask you this. What? What, what are some things, what happens when we don't stay on the wall to build? There's some things we abandon. So tonight I entitle the message, just stay on the wall. Just stay on the wall. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, now help us these next few minutes. Help us to be an encouragement to Fellowship Baptist Church. Lord, help them to uh, just be encouraged that their work is going around the world. Their work is going through this local community. People are still being saved. Lives are being changed. Lord, this is definitely a lighthouse in this area. Thank God uh, that uh, you have put a team together to get this work done. Uh, Lord, each and every member is important to this work. And we thank God for this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. You say, uh, Brother Pierce, what, what are some things that we abandon when we come off the wall number one we abandon the right way for nehemiah to come down it would have him to take a step down from building you know the christian life it's it's not easy is it it's work isn't it 
There's trials, but you know, the Lord said he would never give us a trial that we could not handle in his grace and his mercy. So for Nehemiah to come down, it would have him take a step down from building. You know, the Christian life is a life of progressing, moving forward, moving forward. Now that's not saying we might get a little sidetracked, might get a little sidestep backwards, but you know what? The ultimate goal is for God to continue moving us forward. Sometimes when we think that uh, God is bringing a trial, but God's actually using that trial for his glory and honor, even though we may not always see that full picture, because we see here, but God sees there, doesn't he? And so in that trial and that struggle, he continues to move us forward. And, and, and if we come down after that wall and we abandon the right way, we could take a step from building our life. Let me just say this, for, for Nehemiah to come down, would have tempted him to follow a path of righteousness. Just think if he went down there and met with them guys. Hey, Nehemiah, hey, look what we could offer you here. Look what we could do here. Look what we could provide for you here. And, uh, and uh, how many times does the devil do things like that to us in our Christian life? There's so many things that are pulling our young people and this way and that way. But Nehemiah, for Nehemiah to come down, it, it would have tempted him to follow maybe a path of unrighteousness. I'm glad we have a right path, amen. And uh, let me just say this, for Nehemiah to come down, it, it would have compromised his values. See, the temple and the walls were protection. You know, there's protection being in the center of God's will, amen. And, you know, and that's what Satan's goal is to, to, to move us from God's direction and, and God's guidance and God's leadership. Let me, number two, let me give you this. We abandon the right way. You know, uh, you know I hear this, in, and as we hear it and hear it, it you know, it, just stay on the right path. Stay by the stuff. Stick with, you know, one of the greatest joys is to come back. This is this, this church has grown numerically, but this is church has grown spiritually but this is the heart that I saw almost 18 19 20 years ago that's still doing the right thing still trying to train young people still trying to help young people got the academy this is the church that's still trying to send missionaries this is the church that's still trying to see people baptized this is the church that's still taking people up to Kobiak amen and going you still go to that winter camp up there yeah ride them sleds amen and uh, even the people with arthritis enjoy it, <laughs> but, but this is the church that's still doing something and wanting to do something for God. Number two, notice in verse number three, and I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work. You know, if we don't stay on the wall, we abandon some things. We abandon the work of God. See, Nehemiah's call and commission was a great work. Hey, let me tell you, the work of God is a great work. Serving God in a ministry is a great work. You know, serving God in junior church is a great work. Serving God in a military community is a great work. Uh, serving God as a bus captain is a great work. How many, how many work on the buses? I know it's a challenge to get them buses going again. Well, you know what? You stay at it. You know, you stay at it because right here, you're looking at a bus kid that in 2011, I went to, got saved in 2011, but in, uh, 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 not 2011, uh, back 1983, 84, 
I was saved in 1980. I, I did not know a lot about spiritual things. We moved around, but in about 1983, that pastor and bus captain knocked my door. Man, I remember used to riding that old Baptist bus. You know, Baptist bus kind of break down a little bit more than other buses sometimes. You got to have, but thank God you can find some good ones. And I'll never forget that old bus driver, man. He would, he would take that bus, man, and we had this special bump. And we shouldn't have did We were like, hey, can you go over that bump a little bit harder? So he'd get that bus and we'd fly up out of that backseat. It was tremendous, man. It was pretty good. But I want to tell you, teaching that uh, that Sunday school class, that junior church, uh, going out to the home ministries. Hey, that's a great work. That's a great work. Hey, God's work is a great work. Serving God's a great work. And it's a wonderful to me. Hey, it's a great work to work with missionaries and watch God call them. Watch them raise their support, helping them when they're struggling and in their trials. And then watching them go to the field and see great works doing, being done for God. Hey, God's work is a great work. But let me say this secondly, we abandoned the work of God. Nehemiah's call of commission was a great work. God's work is a great work. But you know what? Here's what Satan does. Satan tries to bring a doubt of how important God's work is. Well, you know what? What I'm doing is not important. Hey, David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Hey, what you're doing is a great work. You say, well, well, it's not as insignificant. Every work in the church is significant. Every part is needed. Thank God. Thank for people that clean. Thank God for people that uh, shovel the snow. Hey, don't believe Texas doesn't get snow no more. Amen. <laughs> we just had that big blizzard. It was, t man, they don't have snow plows. They don't have nothing. They didn't, bring, they didn't, even, they didn't even put them windmills with, uh, you know, winterize them or whatever. It was terrible. So my, my in-laws are with us. Our, my, you know, dad's, eight, dad's getting older and his health is not as good. And, and they wanted to spend time with Jenny. So my in-laws moved from Florida. And I said, you'll like Texas. I said, we don't get no snow in Texas. I said, we don't get no snow in central Texas. I said, it might get around like 20, 30. I said, I think we got like 10 degrees. I said, the worst you're going to get It'd be the worst case scenario is you're going to get us some black ice. Man, we had a blizzard. I mean, thank God I grew up a little bit in Ohio. At least knew how to drive somewhat in the snow. We was at the light, and I said, Dad, there it goes. Dad says, yeah, that guy don't know how to drive, man. Boom, an accident there, an accident there. And, uh, and, uh, and he's like, hey, I thought you told me Texas doesn't snow, man. And so I, I had to eat humble pie there. But I'm, you know, uh, but you know what Satan tries to do? Everything you do, it, it's a great work for the Lord as you're serving him. But Satan tries to bring doubt about how important God's work is. Do you remember, do you, uh, remember the, the temptation when Satan came to him and he tried to replace the physical for the spiritual? You know, Satan tries to tell us how insignificant of what God is doing in our life. See, God calls men when they are busy. Satan calls men when they're idle. Number three, we abandon our witness if we come off the wall. See, the, the people of Jerusalem was watching Nehemiah build the wall. For him to step down would have lost the respect for him. Now think about this. 
You know, there's cars here every Sunday, Wednesday, and that's a testimony. We, even when we had a small church in Germany, you know what I told them? I said, husband, if you have a car, drive it to church. Wife, if you have a car, drive it to church. I told them, everybody. I said, if your kids got a car, you might not want to let them drive, but drive it, let them drive it to church. Bring all them cars. And you know what? That just kind of speaks, hey, there's something going on here. And just think if people would begin to drive by and not see what God is doing here. It's a testimony. See, for, for Nehemiah to step down off that wall, it would have maybe lost a respect. See, people are instructed by our words, but they are inspired only by our example. They're inspired by our example and what we're doing. Number four, let me close this. If we come off the wall and we abandon the work of God, we abandon the welfare of the heathen. See, Jerusalem was known by all. Jew, Jerusalem was known by all, and they knew that God was worshipped. See, Nehemiah's goal was to restore worship. And just think, if he came off the wall, it would abandon the heathen that needed to know. We abandon the welfare of the heathen when we come off the wall. Souls are looking to us people. And I'm a I'm, I'm big confrontational soul winning but there's some people that may just not get it out of confrontation. They're watching our lives. They're watching as an individual. Maybe there's someone out here in this community that maybe you've witnessed to and you've witnessed to, but what they see is what God is doing here. And if we abandon what God is doing here, we abandon that opportunity for them to be saved. Now, they have that choice. That's free will. Amen. It's going to be a choice they'll have to make. But I don't want to give anybody a reason not to make the choice to get saved, amen. So we abandon the welfare of the heathen. Here's the wonderful thing. Nehemiah stayed on the wall and it rang out as a testimony. People were reached. The remnant worship was being restored. Let me encourage you, stay on the wall, church. Stay on the wall. Keep doing right. Young people, keep doing the right thing. Keep walking with God. Keep praying. Keep serving. Church, keep, keep reaching out in your community. I know, I know it's been a rough year, man. It's been a crazy year. But you know what? God is still in control. And God is still helping people to get through these times. I'm glad. Just stay on the wall. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at 
Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.